They're taking Cherubin pot strewn strategically along the daily. Charter boys are tying paternosters in preparation for the fray. Tinnies are being towed to target on the Arnhem Highway. Over in Gove, they're rigging up teasers for the big boys. There's an air of anxious optimism at harbourside boat ramps as launch time moves. And in the front bar of a top-end pub. So I said, Remate, I don't care what the internet says. I'm not putting that in my mouth. Smith. Oh, hey, what's going on? More. Rub, 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 rub. Look at the time, man. Oh, Come on, we got to go. Get your bums in the boat and get on with it. G'day fishos and welcome to the tinny. This Easter 2018, it's got to be one of the greatest fishing weekends across the top end, doesn't it? I mean, like it or not, you are going to be competing with crowds. It's going to be tough to get away from them. The good thing this year, as we'll be talking about right throughout this early Easter tinny and on podcast, is the amount of rain this wet season means that fishos can spread out and genuinely spread out. The east is coming good. The south is, well, lots of reports from the Kakadu Clash last weekend, but it's looking promising. Shady, certainly. Everyone is saying is ready to fire. Dundee Blue Water, the Finnis, the Adelaide, and the Daily. Just had a text in... Oh, g'day to you, by the way, Andy. Happy Easter, mate. Yeah, g'day, Tim. Happy Easter. Rivers of chocolate, that's what it is. Indeed. Celebrations. Oh, the other thing to note is Badmouth Bunny, as he does... Every Easter we'll be making a return to the tinny. That's a pre-warning if there are children anywhere near the car stereo or the the phone at the moment. Shuffle them away. It's called Bad Mouth Bunny because, obviously, he has a particularly potty mouth. I don't think his mood's got any better a year later. No, exactly the same, actually. Exactly the same mood as the last ten years when Bad Mouth Bunny makes an appearance. We can guarantee them. You know, there'll be numerous complaints heading our way shortly. Anyway, here's the text. Dwayne Devaney. Now, we bumped into Dwayne. We mentioned him last week on the tinny. Mm. He's doing a little dance, celebrating a, a little fish out of, uh, where was that, Shady, uh, in the Tebs round. We saw him in at the tackle shop this week. And every time we mention Dwayne, I have a go at him because he's the bloke who consistently runs out of beer. And then looks to others to source it. Just drives up and down the south asking other boats if he can flog their beer. Beer hunting. So Dwayne pulled us up in the shop and he said, look at me, fellas. Look at me. Have a look. Have a look at this man. I've lost 20 kilos. I'm on a keto diet. And on the last fishing trip, I came home with four beers. Four beers, four uh, beers still in the esky. That was amazing. It is. He's, lo- he's looking good. <laughs> he's looking fantastic. Saving money. But... Buff as maybe that's why he's in the tackle shop buying good rods and reels. And look at look at how this is translated into the fishing. He's just sent this is hot off the press. Just sent a text in to uh, to the tinny. Uh, hey you mob, trip down the daily on the weekend just gone. Seventy odd fish, pinned a couple on the fly, and a few blokes up from Victoria, from northeast Victoria, they landed a one hundred six and a one hundred four at clear, and a few fish in the upper double digits. How good's that? 
Yeah, Daly's looking really, really good. In fact, Dwayne is currently attempting, doing his best. The keto diet has helped him lose the weight and staying off the grog. Hasn't helped with the intellect around technology, though. He's uh, still attempting to get his head around the app. Just uh, trying this recording app out. <laughs> Go on, See mate. how we uh, get on. You can do it, you can do Just it. Just press Bit record. Just figure it out. Just press record. Oh, well. Looks like it's working. Yeah, it is working. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> yep, it's working. It's not really a mission. If you want to send in a report, it is for Dwayne. He's a bit frazzled on the keto diet. But if you want to have a crack at it, contact us here at uh, ABC Tales from the Tinny on Facebook or fishing at abc.net.au. Could that be the way that he, he starts his boat each time? How? Oh, I think you just turn it forward <laughs> a little bit. Uh, there's the beep. I think, think it's working. <laughs> A bit of a mission. Hopefully, Dwayne will get his head around that and send us in a report on that daily trip. You can do the same too. It's easy to install on your phone. It's free, and you just record a report with you and your mates from wherever you are. Welcome to Easter. This is the Tinny with Tim and Andy. Well, when you're as poor as I am, you can't really afford to get a forty-five, fifty thousand dollar boat. So I just come out in a little tinny, and uh, I can get the same amount of fish generally as anyone else. At least we all fit in the same boat. That makes you weak, really. Tales from the Tinny. Been a roller coaster week, Tim. Uh, personally, some great fishing, which is the the sort of upper part of the coaster. But on the bottom part is this whole cricket scandal. I'm a bit of a cricket fan, and like most Australians, you sort of become attached to this tradition. You know, this traditional game where manners and honesty sort of count. Yeah, you you've been a heartbroken man this week. I have. You, I've, you, I've, I've, you, I've struggled with it. You had a bit of a relationship to the team too, because you organised that big get together when they were training before Bangladesh out on Corroboree that we joined you on. That's right. So we fished, so met these blokes. We, we met that whole team and, uh, you know, spent time with Smith and others and we had a great, a great time. So ashamed by what happened overseas, uh, a young mate and myself decided to set our own challenge to go out and aim for a tonne of barra, 100 barra, without cheating, of course. Without lure tampering. Without lure tampering or line tampering. So your aim, a ton. A ton. Score a ton. Score a ton. For Australia. Well, I've been blindfolded and taken to a secret spot with a young lad I met last year when we went fishing on a billabong with some pretty famous Australian cricketers. That young man's name is Josh. How you going, Josh? I'm going good, thanks, Andy. We've given our goal of 100 barrel for the day. Doesn't matter what size, but we're going for the century. How do you think we'll go, mate? Oh, I reckon we'll make the century. Let's uh, open the batting. Australia. None for none. Okay, first one. What do we got? 40, uh, 37. 37 on the board. Australia. One for 37. Um, that's a six one. Andy's got five. I've got one, unfortunately. Yes, but the partnership—it's uh, Australia six for thirty-eight before the morning tea break. Here we go. We've got one on a popper. That's mm. number uh, eleven. Eleven. We're into double digits. Australia. Now, Barney Army up. <laughs> Thank you. 
Gotta hit. Wow, you are ambitious, man. You gotta aim high, Tim. In you, life. You've really been suffering I and mean, you would have heard this Fisho's the man's pain over the last few weeks, the fear of missing out on Barra, hearing everyone catching him on the tinny. Is this going to cure it? What the, the key question is, 100 Barra, that's a huge aim. Whether or not you achieve it, was there any specification around size? Oh, Barra's a Barra. So doesn't we, matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter if it's a rat. Doesn't matter. There were, it's it's not, a, not a formal competition or anything like that, but part of the goal was to go home with a couple for the freezer too. My heart is with you, Andy. Good luck. And he's decided to go with the lob cast, and he's in the top of the tree. I am that bloke. So anyway, I'm laying there. Next one I hear is... Yeah, they were talking the turkey. Tales from the tinny. There's a reason they call him the Ayatollah of the DKVR. It's Warren DeWitt from Catherine Rotten Rifle Tackle World and President of the Amateur Fishermen's Association of the Northern Territory and coming in, number three, a very, 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 very respectable finish in the Kakadu Clash 2018. Warren DeWitt, you are back. Yeah, g'day, Tim. How are you, Andy? G'day, Warren. I thought you'd given up on comp fishing. We all gave up on you as really a fish show at all. We thought you were into camp drafting, mate. But we loved following uh, you. Yeah. We loved following your progress, especially when your boat caught that 107 two? or 2 or something. 102 on the first day of the comp, which was really good. Yeah, it was it was hard fishing. I mean, the south is not firing on all cylinders as yet, but it's a going to. It looks really, really good. Uh, both up the top and down the bottom, um, and fish were both caught up the top and down the bottom in that competition. The uh, winning team, uh, Team Nitro, fished or up the top just below Nalangi the whole time they were uh, in the competition, so they did really well finding the fish up there, and they got one uh, uh, on the second day, a 108. So the levels are just starting to drop down everywhere, and, and looking at the weather patterns and so forth over Easter, we're in for a cracking Easter and a cracking runoff through April, I reckon. So April, May are going to be outstanding fishing anywhere in the Territory. I would have assumed most, because we were watching the leaderboard and seeing those meteries come in, one here, one there, we assumed they were all down at the mouth around Brook and, you know, the coastal areas. Mm. Yeah, no, well, see, once the tide started to slow down a little bit, I don't think Brook works as well. Um, there was a metre 20 caught on Monday prior to the competition by one of the um, competitors who was out there doing a bit of recon just to see what was going on. And it got harder for them as they got into the Nipah tides and, and into the comp. So Brook will fire and will fire again and again and again on the right tides. And that's the same up the top as well. You really need to sort of work your tides and make sure you understand what's happening with the movement of water coming up and down the river systems to, to maximise your opportunity to catch those fish because you can get a really good session and that session is driven by predominantly the tide phases and the holding up of that flood water coming off the floodplains and letting it clear and that bait coming out of those river systems and creeks and feeding into the main river. So it is working and it will work like the Adelaide, like the Daly, in that the big fish come up on the big tides and those big tides still the flood water that's coming off the floodplain. Exactly. And, and that's the, the, the whole um, theory of what you're looking to try and do is pick those tides that allow that to happen. And also it depends on how much water is still coming off the floodplain because as we go further into April and into May, 
there isn't as much flood water coming off the floodplain. So you don't want the bigger tides then holding up or need the bigger tides holding up that flood water coming off the floodplain. So you'll find that the neeper tides will start working better for you because you don't need a set, that bigger run coming in to help clear up that water coming off the floodplain. So it'll change as as the months and weeks go on, but certainly looking at the food and the amount of water still up on the floodplains at the South Alligator, it's going to fish exceptionally well during April and May. And Warren, we saw obviously all the big fish because they were the, the scorers and, you know, the headlines. But w- what about on the smaller size, the, you know, the rats, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s on the floodplain itself? Is, is there plenty of activity up there? Yeah, oodles and oodles of juvenile barra up on the floodplains. Um, and they're still not still up there. And they're all eating those rainbow uh, fish and, and spangled perch. They will come down as the weeks go on now, as the rain ceases and we start to get those uh, runoffs happening in full full tilt, I suppose, and, and those fish and all the bigger fish will come in to the main river system and that's when it'll start to fish exceptionally well. And you'll fish also at those creek mouths now will start working as well because at the moment those creek mouths are a little bit hit and miss because there's so much water up the back. Yeah. There's no need for the bait to come down yet and there's no need for the barra to come down yet. But when they do... Um, that's when you'll find the fishing will just fire up big time. So everything you're telling us really marries in nicely for Easter, these big tides. There's a lot of water on the floodplains. It's still pumping out all the runoff creeks. We want big tides to hold it back. That's Easter on the south, on the daily, on the east, I suppose, if you're heading if you're heading there, that it applies to shady pretty much everywhere you want to choose on the big rivers. Exactly, exactly. This is the time that you can use that bigger tides to help work that water coming off the floodplain and just slow it down a little bit because on the bottom of the tides, all those creeks on the south are running filthy dirty because there's so much movement, they're just picking up all the mud off the bottom. As soon as the tide turns and starts backing up that water coming out off the floodplain, all the sediment drops out of it, the water clears up and the baits start moving their way back up inside those creeks. At the same time, the barra are sitting right in behind them, feeding on them as they try and move their way back into those uh, smaller feeder creeks and get back up onto the floodplains. It's the resident feed of fish that are in the river system, the bait that's in the main river, but then you've got all those bait out on the floodplain that haven't had the urge yet to come off the floodplain. That's when the real fishing is going to start. Talking to other competitors, as no doubt you were, Warren, was it, soft plastics into these drains was a trawling stand, stock standard runoff um, big shallow runners it was trawling stock standard big v52s yep. uh, bombers and that to, to get those fish that you wanted in the scoring thing so if you want to catch rats you can use your soft plastics in the drains and that and you will catch those smaller fish but this competition revolves around one fish per boat per day and that adds up to the points at yep. the end of the competition rather than looking for quantity you look you know you're looking for quality so there is a, a need to you know, push yourself towards that kind of uh, fishing if you want to be competitive in that kind of um, uh, competition. When you think about it, when the water backs up and it stills down enough, all those bait fish and everything can swim around quite freely and the barra come up to the surface. So if you're running those B-52 gold bombers, stratas, anything that runs in that metre 
depth line, you're pretty well getting your bar, uh, your lure in where the bait is and mm. also where the barra are actually feeding at that time. Yeah, the rats are Packy Andy's specialty, as we've just heard. So we'll <laughs> leave we'll leave them to him. Nothing wrong with rats. While yep. while everybody else targets the, uh, the big girls. And that's how to do it this Easter. Good on you, Warren. We're spoilt for choice and heading into a, a cracker few day uh, break. So enjoy it yourself too, mate, whether you're getting a break or having a fish yourself. Yeah, no worries, buddy. All the best for everyone for over Easter and let's hope everyone keeps themselves safe and enjoys the great weather that I reckon we're going to have over Easter and also the great fishing that's going to come with it as well. Good on you, Warren. Take care and thanks again. All right, boys. All the best. So a wrap-up of the Kakadu Clash. Team Nitro won it. Well done, you mob, with a 99. Are these the sizes? Oh, yeah, 108 and an 89. Arnhem Land Coastal Camp second, 97, 96, 89. And Alex Julius and Warren DeWitt. Third, great effort, great effort, you mob. 102, 89, and uh, 75, biggest barrator, Bruce Pataro. Are we going fishing today? Tales. Tomorrow? From the tinny. Number 12. On a popper, too, they're just taking everything off the surface now. Yep, it's that way. I haven't caught a barrow on a popper in ages. Oh, I think I just did a little wee. So excited. He has inhaled that. That's come out his bum. Yep, got him. Oh, I felt hooked him. This is going to be a bit harder than the rest. Oh, I can actually get that net. <laughs> First cast on the popper. How was that? That was awesome. Uh, we're not having fun at all. All right, what's the score? 40. 40. We're just going to try a new spot. A bit of a new strategy. See if we can get to the half century before the lunch break. On target, surprisingly. This is uh, Packy Andy from Tales from the Tinny attempting, in an order to make himself feel better about the shame around the ball tampering scandal in the Australian cricket team, attempting to go out and score a tonne of barra uh, out, at, uh, out at Shady. What are you up to? 40. Up yeah. to 40, and that was a, that was a frenzied session. So we, we found a little corner that we called Popper Corner, hmm. and every cast basically on a surface popper, they were just belting it. That, that was frenzy. That was like that session, like an injection that temporarily cures FOMOB. Were you behaving at about his age range at this time with your giddiness or maybe even younger, like an eight-year-old squealing with delight? I can just see you out there. Yeah, probably like a younger brother, yeah. What were they taking mostly then, poppers the whole day or just in that session? No, just in that session, just for a couple of hours on the poppers, but the rest of the day was all plastics, but the microplastics as well. So I was fishing with an overhead with 10 pounds. And little plastics that were like a centimetre and a half long. It didn't like, matter then, they're taking everything. Really like gear, yeah. yeah. Mm. When, they, when they went off the bite on the bigger lures, we just scaled right down to the micro stuff. This is Tales from the Tinny, a special Easter version. You can podcast it, download it and listen as you're on your way out to your Easter destination or as you're packing the boat and the camping gear. And he comes out every year. Every year we argue with ABC management about 
what warnings and disclaimers might be appropriate. Upward refer and seek approval for to wheel him, <laughs> wheel him out again. And this year is no different. So that's settled. This guy's a crude, rude bastard. Okay, don't let the kids listen. There. That's done. ABC Management wishes to advise that the following Tales from the Tinny segment contains frequent coarse language, lurid content of a sexual nature, intolerant views coupled with the threats of violence and contraventions of the ABC's OH&S policies. Parents who do not want their young children exposed to this material may wish to remove them out of earshot for the next three to four minutes. Conversely, any adults who harbour latent sentimental affection for the commercial construct perpetuated by confectionery companies known as the Easter Bunny may also wish to leave the listening environment. Otherwise, their childish, innocent perceptions of the cute, fluffy, friendly giver of treats is about to be irrevocably torn asunder. We now return you to your usual irregular programming. Thank you for your attention. Welcome aboard the Tinny Bunny. Good to have you on the show. <coughs> well, I'm sure it is. <coughs> You're a renowned seasoned specialist doing your best work at Easter, Bunny. A busy time, no doubt. Too f***ing right. I'm flat out like a one-armed fiddler with a dose of crabs and getting busier every year. Used to be I'd pack up on the Tuesday and pretty much get on the squirt, scratch me nuts and do f- all else right through until next April. Now, though, as soon as the c***s are putting away the f***ing tinsel, they start trotting out the Easter gear, and then the bloody phone doesn't stop ringing. Bunny, can you do an in-store appearance at Westfield? West f***ing what? Bunny, we've got a TV campaign to do. Can you fly a helicopter? Bunny, mate, Kerry O'Brien's on the phone. Want your opinion on the latest peace initiative on the Gaza Strip. It sucks. Fair dinkum. Took this gig on as a nice little part-time earner, you know. Bit of beer money. Now I'm pretty much on the job for six months without any corresponding increase in the f***ing coin, mind Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, 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 Bunny, the joy, the excitement, the gratitude of the little kitties must be immensely rewarding. The cute little kitties? You've got to be joking. Used to be the little bastards were happy as a pig in poop if you slung them a hard-boiled egg with a splash of watercolour slapped on the shell. Nowadays... Fat, greedy little turds demand kilos of top-shelf imported Swiss and Belgian chocolate. Some of the little pricks even hit me up for f***ing iPhones, ripsticks and PS3s. Who do they think I am? F***ing Santa Claus? So, uh, do you have any kids, Bunny? Oh, yeah, thousands. And that's the one I put my hands up to. <laughs> the number of poor little daddyless bastard bunnies bouncing around out there with a striking resemblance to yours truly would set your an abacus are clicking, I'll tell you. Go at it like, well, a rabbit I do. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, look, um, oh. Sorry, Bunny, but uh, we're not allowed to smoke in ABC Studios, mate. True. Well, this is the way it goes, boys. Pay attention now. Bunny no smoky durry. Bunny no talky to tinny tosses. Clear enough? Uh, yeah, Tim, uh, get up on the desk and uh, put some gaffer tape on the on the smoke detector. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Thought you might see it my way, fellas. Oi! You just about need me in the lug hole, you f***ing pillock. Buddy. These ears of me f***ing 
And trademark, you sorry, clown. Sorry, sorry, sure sorry for two and a half million bucks, they are bigger policy than on Angelina Jolie's lips. <laughs> <laughs> Bunny, there's been some opposition to your involvement in Easter as a whole of late that you're yesterday's mascot. Ah. That, that must hurt, Bunny. You're talking about that Bilby, Tim a little rat nose jumped up job poacher. If people think the bunny's just gonna roll over and sneak off with his cute little fluffy tail between his legs in defeat just because the Bilby's a native, they've got another thing coming. Just watch me go native kicking his little furry ass all over the indigenous landscape. If I could find the little I'd rip his whiskers out, roll him into a wick, light him, and stick him fair up his ass. But you never see the prick except in lefty, greeny, tree-hugging f***ing newspaper ads. Afraid of his own shadow, I hear. How's he gonna do the job if he's afraid of anything more aggressive than a witchetty grunt? Kids these days are terrorists, psychopaths, especially when filled up on chocolate, I shit you not. This is no job for the faint-hearted, my friend, and by definition, no job for a dilby f***ing bilby. I'd like to see him out on the f***ing Bloody hell, Tim. Good lord. I think he's dead. Maybe we should give him mouth to mouth. Are you kidding? Did you smell his breath? Should I call a doctor? Or maybe a vet? Yeah. Maybe. Fantastic scoop for the tinny, though. Got his last interview. Tales from the tinny. Mark's given us a hoy. Uh, g'day, fellas. Little goldfish has just told him that there's a boat downstream of the bridge on the Adelaide Yeah. that the day that he hoyed us had caught 45 barra and was still going. That, that message was just for you, Andy, while you were suffering foam ob. See, you can probably handle that a bit better now that you've, you're, what are you up to, 40 barra? Yeah, we're, we're just below 50 before the lunch break. So, um, yeah, I can relate to those numbers, Tim. That's good. <laughs> well, well done. Good on you, Mark. Fantastic. I know how you feel. <laughs> Look at how your tone's changed, man. Yeah, it is. No, no I'm, I'm back, man. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, it's great, Mark, isn't it, when you catch 40, 45 bar? Yeah. I just do that in a day. <laughs> Completely different bloke. A bit more on the Kakadu Clash. And, of course, as always, uh, Orhan and the boys from Honor Bender. They live up to the name of their boat on a bender. Well, you, you might uh, you might recall, I think it was last year down the daily, they took some snaps of their mates vomiting over the side. So the vomit was just coming down uh, over the wrap on the side of the boat that said on a bender. They truly were. They ran 16 cartons of beer, jacks, and a couple of bottles of rum for the Kakadu Clash Comp. No, then they dropped 1500 bucks over the bar. It is no wonder that when I called Orhan four days after the comp, he was still sick as a dog. But still pulled a respectable 13th. And always quick to report in the shenanigans to the tinny, this mob, including that of you, Daniel Wall. I mean, I know when you've got to go, you've got to go, but that is a confronting pick of you with your pants down on the sandbar doing the number twos. Ouch. If you want to see it, you can on ABC Tales and the Tinny on, on Facebook. Alex Johnson and his team, again, at the Kakadu Clash. They've come in fourth, which is a great effort. Well done, fellas. 30 to 35 fish a day, they hoy us. 
Awesome. I, again, can relate to that. They're good numbers. <laughs> Vibes were the go for most of those two. Vibes? Yeah. Yeah. Carl, last week, uh, the government won't give us a public holiday for fishing. So Carl was asking, what are some good excuses for a fishing sickie? We went with gastro, diarrhoea in other words, because um, the boss doesn't tend to ask any more when you, when you mention that, especially when you provide lots of detail. Uh, Malb's got in contact. Uh, he suggests just saying, I've got a bad case of hemorrhoids. Same with any mention of the old fella or the little boys. And I guess the theme here, Andy, is that man or woman, if you mention a problem in your underwear, it's a brilliant, it's the best excuse for a fishing holiday because no one asks anymore. Yeah, that's right. If it's right. something going on in your undies, yep. the boss shuts up and says, no worries. And, that, and that's the test. You and I discussed that, didn't we, in our post-show debrief? Yeah. Inside the undies, it's, it's off limits. It's off limits. Yep. And you can go fishing. Yep. Sean Cartwright uh, sent in a pic from the Woolliana boat ramp. G'day, Sean. This was pretty curious. It looks like a mankini strung around a gum tree. <laughs> Anyone know the story there? Uh, someone's bored on the river. I thought we'd go there to fish. Well, maybe the mankini was just out for the session. You know, they got back to the boat ramp and said, oh, I'm done with that. I'll, I'll put it on a tree as a good altruistic act to another fish. Oh, should they want to don a mankini at the boat ramp before they head out onto the daily? Tamara Hood has given us a hoy too. She's uh, fish Tommy Cut again with her husband Bill. Yep. 93 centimetres the girls got. Both girls got 93s on surface poppers. Good going. They dropped a 120, and like everyone's saying, it's going to be a cracker season. Bolchie's been in contact, getting some nice uh, nighttime harbour dewies, a 110 and a 115. Reckons the harbour will be looking good for Easter. That's an option to get away from the crowds if you want to hit uh, offshore or, or the harbour. And Amy Simpson, Skipper Simpson, has done it again, putting the family onto the fish. Our young fella Will landed a 99 at Shady. Will's the same kid from a couple of weeks back who we had a pick of sleeping next to the, uh, the Monster Dewey. Gee, that family's cleaning up. Jared Salas has given us a hoy from Dundee Lodge with some pretty useful information uh, as we lead up to Easter. The ramp, he says, you currently can't get in or out at low tide, so you really need two and a half metres to launch. Um, That is helpful, Jared. And retrieve. So that's good intel. Thanks for that, mate. Um, The Lodge is still in talks with the government regarding the future maintenance. I think we've touched on that a few shows ago. On the fishing front, Dundee, like everywhere, looking fantastic. The Finnis and the Little Finnis have got plenty of bait pushing up with the high tides. Blaze Reef, lots of snapper and, and bottom fish being reported. Jared's tips here are fish the low change at the Finnis and the Little Finnis. Roger. And there's no doubt that the lodge is going to be absolutely chock-a-block for the Easter weekend. Yeah, I know it as the Thunderdome every <laughs> Easter. It's, it's full on. I mean, it's the second busiest boat ramp in the top end at any time. And at Easter, it's just mad. I think this will be the first Easter, though, that you don't need a tractor launch. Mm, that's right, with the new ramp. That's so right. that'll, that'll really help. You know, that'll you speed things up, yeah. yeah but it is. It's a, it's a gateway to fishing paradise when you look at it, isn't it, Dundee? You got it. This is Tales from the Tinny with Tim and Andy. If you want to give us a hoy too, ABC Tales from the Tinny on Facebook, email fishing at abc.net.au. Shortly, one of the Larrakia families who's party to that Kenby land claim we were talking about last week explains... If you thought that access map to Bino and Cox Peninsula looks bad now, you should have seen the one we could have settled on. It's an interesting insight. Shoot it. Share it. Shout it. Give us a point. 
and still on the clash other than the triumphant return of the old dog of the sea to fishing comps Warren DeWitt the uh, the clash was notable for another entertaining and simmering rivalry between dad and son Lisa headed out to ask Shane Compain what on earth went wrong mate yeah the old boy ended up outdoing me only just though he didn't even pre-fish he just got the words of advice from me so I'm, I'm taking the credit on that <laughs> so you're giving him all the info and he's coming out, did you? Pretty much. He just come down and goes, all right, what do I do? Where are we going? I said, do this, do that. But he pulled through with a good fish on the first day, but we did. We got a Krispy Kreme donut. What's conditions looking down at the south? At the moment, you've got massive spring tides this weekend. I think it's full moon on Saturday night. So for Barren Monday fishing in the Northern Territory, for this time of year, it is prime like, I, don't know, I haven't looked at the forecast, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty good because that cyclone sucked everything away. The rivers is back down to normal levels. Everywhere is fishing, like you're hearing the reports coming in, so it should be an absolute cracker of a weekend. The rivers are loaded. I was just talking to a fellow down the daily. He said it's this has been mulled everywhere. Same with the south. The south, it's it's this time of year. It, if the rivers aren't going with this sort of wet season, they're never going to go. But it, it's it's happening. This is the second one in a row. We had our first one last year, and we've backed it up again this year with really really good rainfall. And yeah, the conditions, the timing, everything's happening. Any any reports from the Adelaide? It's a harder river to work out. I shot up the Adelaide last week before the clash to make sure everything was running smoothly on the boat. We just shot upstream for an hour and got two legal and missed a couple. There was bait in the river. We were seeing plenty of fish in the sounder. Um, the report's coming in. It hasn't happened, but with these tides this weekend, it should. Lots of reports back from the daily. Um, you reckon that'll continue over the weekend? Yeah, they're, 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 again, they're, they're really big tides, which is what you want for the daily river. It pushes the fish up the river system. It definitely does. Big tides are my favourite and you've got the full moon, so the, the big tides are here. It's just a matter of being able to find a runoff to yourself and try and beat the crowds. The dailies, you know, it's got all the favourite runoff creeks where the freshwater's coming out. That's going to be congregation points of the fish. So, yeah, if you can find a nice creek, park up, sit in the shade and just, yeah, fish away and the fish should come to you throughout the tide. Just wait for that bite window. Yeah, again, with the big tides, it'll be short and fast, but it, there should be a lot of big fish getting caught. Uh, what's your predictions for Shady over the weekend? <laughs> um, that should continue through again. And the fishing should just continue to get better and better. We've had rain spread out throughout the whole territory. It spreads the crowds out rather than everyone concentrating on one system. And any reports from Dundee or Bino? Been hearing crazy reports of billfish being getting caught out of Dundee, which is awesome. That started started to go already. Um, again, the blue waters, it's always good at Dundee. It's just... The weather, I haven't checked. As long as there's not a westerly swell cranking in, it should be fine. This time of year and the runoff and everything's happening, go to a river system. When you've got three days off, take your time, pack the family up and go. Fisheries and police will be out in force again as they have the last few years. So make sure your flares are in date. You've got all the required safety gear because you do not want something silly ruining your weekend. True that. Thanks very much, Shane, for your time. Uh, all the best for your recovery from the clash. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. No problem. Enjoy your weekend. Tales from the Timmy. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's 50 for Australia. 50 Barra before the lunch break. 50 Barra in the morning. Well done, mate. What a session, halfway there, halfway to the goal. We will see you after the lunch break when play will resume. Australia in a very commanding position, set to make 
a ton of barra. Whew. This is 55 centimetres, it's our 55th barra. Oh yeah, 55 for 55 would be a pretty good score. Straighten that treble. There you go, put him on the lie detector. <laughs> yes! Do you want to keep him? Oh, do I want to keep him? I'm a vegetarian, catch your own terrian who hasn't caught a fish for three months. I'm going to eat him all myself. Uh, g'day, my name's Nigel Brown. I'm uh, a larrakeer and Walner man from Darwin. I'm also the CEO of the Larrakeer Development Corporation. So my family is one of uh, nine main family groups that have been uh, involved in the Kembe land claim on Larrakeer country uh, since 1979. Fishos are pretty angry, as you'd know, about some of the prohibited areas, the apparent loss of any uh, camping access to Indian Island or Cox Peninsula and the lockouts and anchoring changes on a lot of the inshore areas, are they justified in being frustrated? If people haven't been part of the, the negotiation process and are only uh, receiving the, the information second or third hand or through public announcement, uh, it's understandable that there's a degree of frustration there. A lot of this has been a long time coming. Things that we've always known to be um, in existence have now been uh, uh, acknowledged and declared under uh, the Sacred Sites Act and, and, and through the, the land claim settlement process. I guess part of that frustration, Nigel, is that the original map just showed lots of sacred sites. There's a dot on the map with a small exclusion zone around it. That changed to entire beaches and most of the accessible beaches on Indian Island and around Cox Peninsula. How did that change come about? We always knew the original map to be an interim map and that it was always going to potentially change and obviously it has. Could it have been worse for the general fishing public? Could have been worse for, for everybody. One of the biggest issues that was uh, to be faced was in relation to the Blue Mud Bay issues. So access to the, the intertidal zone. Uh, not only by Harbour, it would have ranged right across uh, all the beach access along the top of the Cox Peninsula and down into Darwin Harbour itself. There had been mapped out uh, roughly 310 square kilometres of intertidal zone that was potentially subject to restrictions under the Blue Mud Bay decision. Larrakia families came to an agreement to lift those restrictions uh, to allow access to the intertidal zone for recreational fishing. I mean, potentially you could have seen every tinny, every gas ship, every navy ship, every cruise ship visiting Darwin Harbour having restrictions placed on them uh, simply for, for sailing into, uh, into shore. What we now have is a permanent lifting of restrictions related to uh, parts of Darwin Harbour, the northern side of uh, the Cox Peninsula and into Bino Harbour. Uh, allowing people to continue to do what they love to do, as Larrakeer people love to do and will continue to do. That agreement is binding forever. So in fact, if you think that map looks bad... You should have seen the map that I looked at. <laughs> no, in, in, in all seriousness, um, the lifting of restrictions for fishing was quite a significant decision of the Larrakeer families. But what it didn't do was affect the status of the sacred sites because the sacred sites, as I say, have always been there. They weren't traded away or negotiated over. The restrictions only applied to the Blue Mud Bay negotiations, which Larrakeer families 
uh, agreed to forego to work towards settling the, the land claim. Is it in fact the case that that compensation was in order to settle the Blue Mud Bay issues and provide permit-free, permanent access forever to the intertidal zones of Bino and Cox? Yeah, I've heard that commentary in relation to uh, an assumption that um, compensation related to sacred sites, and that's not the case. The, the compensation package that was offered to Larrakia uh, related to the, the Blue Mud Bay negotiations, related to the lifting of uh, restrictions permanently to allow uh, fishos of today and tomorrow access to all of those areas, the Sacred Sites Act was always going to come into play as it does in many other parts of, of the Northern Territory. Out of interest, how much did it cost taxpayers to secure that access? Given that the Sacred Sites really wasn't part of the negotiations, um, it, um, um, th th there's not really an answer for that because um, the, the Sacred Sites issue was always one that was on foot. Leave it there. <laughs> Thanks, Nigel. Cheeky bugger. Thank you. Nigel Brown, who's one of the traditional owners and also with the Larrakia Development Corporation. Tommy Abdu runs the sand palms down at Bino and feels particularly affected by some of these changes. He chatted to Kato Tool at ABC Radio Darwin during the week. We're a little bit uh, upset and uptight about the, um, the changes to the fishing ruling out in uh, Bino Harbour. It seems like they've, uh, they've just closed it and now you just can't go there. Um, we've had people cancel coming over already and we're just coming into the busy time of the year and we've had people say oh they're going to go to Queensland because they've just found out about it. Well I've been living out here for over eight years now full time since we bought the pub and uh, we go there regularly because it's on a neat tide it's perfect. It's nice and flat, it's calm, you can take the kids up there, you can take the grandkids up there. Who's going to recompensate Sand Farms Roadhouse for closing down some of the fishing locations we go to? Is there an answer to that? I've just spent a heap of money upgrading this business to make it appealing to tourism and to people from interstate and from people from all over the world. And I get people coming here from all over the world. And it's pretty hard and disappointing when it's like, oh, well, bugger you, you're finished. You're about to hear another magical mullet moment from the hectic bust-up known as Tales from the Tinny. Don't let any of them get away. Subscribe to the podcast at abc.net.au slash tinny on the ABC Listen app or your preferred podcast provider. Well, Tim, Easter's uh, a time when you may be on the water. You may be likely to make some stupid decisions under the influence or under, you know, duress of mates that don't have any, uh, any morals. Like doing a poo on a sandbar at the South Alligator and allowing someone to take a photo of you. Yeah, exactly. So obviously the crocs are always a threat then. Our good mate Beard stumbled across this genuine French document that details how to survive a croc attack. Uh, hopefully it's helpful to you, fishos. <laughs> this Easter. Comment agir en cas d'attaque de crocodile? How to behave during a crocodile attack. Si le crocodile avance vers vous, frappez son museau avec vos pieds. If the crocodile is advancing towards you, Strike it on the nose with your feet. Couvrez ses yeux. En principe, ce geste calme l'animal. Cover his eyes. In principle, this action should calm the animal. Pour forcer le crocodile à fermer ses mâchoires, montez à califourchon sur son dos et exercez une pression sur son cou. To force the crocodile to close its jaws, straddle its back and exert pressure on its neck. Si, malgré tous vos efforts, l'animal a refermé ses puissantes mâchoires sur un de vos membres, Frappez-le avec le poing sur le museau. 
If, despite your persuasive influence, the animal has closed its commanding jaws on one of your limbs, pop it on the nose with your fist. Si le crocodile n'a pas lâché prise, empêchez-le de vous secouer, de vous faire rouler, au risque de vous infliger de sérieuses blessures. If the crocodile stubbornly refuses to let go, prevent it from jiggling or rolling you this way and that, as this could risk profound injury. Si la situation dégénère, reportez-vous au chapitre « Comment se rendre à l'hôpital avec des membres sectionnés ?» If the situation becomes unmanageable, see the chapter « How to best get yourself to the hospital with severed limbs ». Get a mallet up here. Get a mallet up here. Authorized by Tim Robin Beard at Tales from the Tinny. Not to be taken as actual advice for how to survive a crock attack. And a mallet up you, Frenchie. Tales from the Tinny. Got in. What's what's that? Sixty. Seven. Sixty-seven. We haven't hit afternoon sea session yet. Sixty-seven. That's normally the fiery session. It's normally the fiery session. We play like it's a one-day game. Still playing test cricket at the moment, just pacing ourselves. Okay, number 67, Barra. See you later. For the untrained ear, that is one of the most beautiful sounds in the world. The boof of a barra. Cast of a line following it. It's pretty hot and we're sort of stuck on 76. We've been stuck on 76 for about 45 minutes or longer. So we're not far off the turn of the top of the tide, hoping that brings a bit of a change and hopefully brings the bite back on. Plenty of play left today. Australia comfortably sitting on 76, just needing that next burst of energy to take them through to the century. Packy, Andy and Josh out attempting to catch a ton during the week on 70. It's unbelievable, man. I thought, I thought this was a ridiculous goal. I mean, what a way to talk it up. Let's go catch a hand about... You're 76! Man! We, we were stuck on 76, though. 76 is like, you know, five overs just blocking the ball and not, just, not making just a run. Just playing defensively. Yeah. And it, it was. It was really hot. And uh, that's the time when we... We had a couple of little team chats there. Th- thought about just, calling it? Oh, no. Well, we said 76 would be a good score. Um, that's still a good innings. Mm. But we did have a bit of a chat about, you know, being resilient and how we're going to work through this together. It's a partnership. How... At what point... He's, if, a good, he's a good coach, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> like, he talked to you about yeah, that. Yeah. As you're saying, I'm hot, I want to go home. Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> he's I've had enough. Hard enough, Andy. <laughs> you know what he did? He, he, made, uh, he made chocolate muffins the night before. He's, what a good boy! He, he has hand-baked chocolate muffins and these beautiful salad wraps. Done it all himself. This is an impressive young individual. And then put you on to 76 Barra. Yeah, he's a good lad. At what point, if at all, did it... Did it actually get boring, honestly? No, no, not no. boring. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, never, no, never, never. It's insatiable, Tim. No, I have an illness. No, no, no. So I'm Dak from Milner. I'm Kat from Leanya. 
fishing a coastal creek out from Shady. We are fishing this runoff, and I just happened to look out the side of the boat and saw a boil. Had the lure ready to go, flicked the lure in, let it sink, twitched it twice, and just loaded up. And it was fishing close quarters in, in the hard snags. Barrow was doing its thing, big aerials, and, you know, it was sort of pretty close in with the electric. And uh, things were tense, and captured an amazing job. Um, got the fish in the net, and the whole time celebrations, it's a meter, it's a meter, it's a meter. Only to put it on the brag mat and uh, find it was a 95, but still a good fish and definitely a PB for me. Um, I was fishing very light gear, hard bodied lures, got that hook up. Again, celebrating very early, thought I'd hit that meter mark. It did look bigger than, uh, than Dax when we were getting him in the net. I was getting ready to, you know, pose for my picture. And then next thing, he's just holding an empty net. Talk me through your performance on the net there, Dak. Oh, mate, it, it was flawless up until the point of the net having to do its job. The fish was in the net. We were sure as houses it was there. And she just took this big surge. And all of a sudden, there's no fish in the net. And I'm holding it up going, what is this? There's a hole in the net. We've lost the fish. She didn't want to come aboard. No, no. She wasn't ready, I don't think. That's got to hurt. Oh, it was devastating, especially after, you know, doing most of the work on all that light gear. So it was just, yeah, a bit heartbreaking at the end. <laughs> she was fishing 10-pound braid, four to seven kilo rod, wrapped around a tree, got it past the tree. Again, fishing that same close structure. All the hard work and no photo to prove it. Win, Win some, you lose some. <laughs> uh, any plans over Easter? Absolutely. I'll probably be doing land-based fishing. Uh, a bit more local uh, around around Leanya, around that area. So I'll go try some of my secret spots this time. If it's two chockers at Shady, we we also try to spot a, a um, yellow water out past Jabaroo. And the water's right up too, so you can really get into some far edge spots and hard work finding the fish. But once you find them, they they seem to be thick in numbers and you know, not massive fish, but but good fish. Very good fun. Keep you entertained. All the best on your next trip. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Ta. You know, that net was brand new. Only ever had five fish in it. Oh, and Kat, you've got to wait until it's in the boat before you, before you get yourself camera ready. You, you really put the kibosh on it. The key to stemming the rising tide of chocolate-fueled anger and aggression in the Easter boat ramp queue is to harness that destructive energy and channel it into constructive pursuits that occupy the mind and thereby pacify the soul. History is littered with examples of great men and women indulging in apparently trivial or puerile pursuits in the quiet times preceding momentous events. Gandhi's philosophy of peaceful resistance came to him in a reflective moment during a spirited game of snap as he waited at the Varanasi boat ramp to back his barge into the Ganges. Joan of Arc would tie intricate flies before girding her loins for battle with the occupying English. On the 1948 Invincibles tour, Keith Miller calculated tidal variations at the upper reaches of his beloved Hawkesbury River for years in advance while waiting, padded up, for the Don's wicket to fall. Former UN boss Boutros Boutros-Ghali spent time perfecting his paternosters and improved Albrights before repeatedly pulling the world back from the brink of nuclear conflagration at Security Council meetings. So, if it worked for them, Fishos, it can work for you.
When you feel the onset of Easter ramp rage, try a few of these ideas. The more literary could try penning a series of sonnets, haiku or even risque limericks with which to regale the crew during quieter moments afloat. Craft pursuits can also be delightfully distracting and what tinny wouldn't benefit aesthetically from a set of lace doilies on the casting deck, a macrame hanging basket or a paper mache bow ornament. Those of a thespian bent may wish to reinterpret classic Monty Python sketches or host spirited discussions on which of the Police Academy series had the most cinematic merit. Simple parlor games can also make the time fly and lighten the mood. Charades, paper scissors rock, or guess the movie star or tennis player I'd most like to bonk. See fishos, it's easy. Don't get into a dust up, get distracted. Tales from the Tinny. Ramp Rage. The Territory says no. On 105.7 ABC Darwin and 783 Alice Springs. Tales from the Tinny. And scores 84. Yeah, I think we're about to make that 85. Oh no. Catfish. Good. Good. Because uh, at 85, this is getting boring for me. Sorry, fishers. He's made the commitment to try to catch a 100 barra, so it might, I know it might be getting boring, but we've got to do it for him. We've got to do it. It's not nasty. Was that the only catfish? Yeah, it was. Oh, you Really? Yep. Man. Dis- disappointing. This is a- it's not what you want to see when you. That's like a. No- it's like a. Well, it's like a no ball, isn't it? Oh, for the bowler. A, this is an incredible session. Tails from the tinny. Get a mullet in ya. G'day. This is Bob Hawk here. I'm here to tell you that by the end of runoff. 2018, no child will live without having caught a legal barra. I've got bugger all to do these days, so I've been listening to Tales from the Titty on the podcast, and all I keep hearing is these slogans about fishing. No run, no fun. That's the hatch. You gotta risk it uh, for the biscuit. What the hell's all that about? <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, I've seen it over a long career in politics where every second sentence is a slogan. They won't help you fishing. That's my view, for what it's worth. Carry on, and get a bottle up ya. Ah shit, that's a slogan, isn't it? This is um, an early Easter edition of Tales from the Tinny with Tim and Andy, and turns out Andy kind of loves the limelight, I'm, I'm realising over the time he's been dutifully stepping up to the tinny. He loves the bass. You might have heard last week 
you know, shoved his way in with Nathan Land to do a little bit of bass. Doesn't mind voices either. There was this bloke, Harry from Humpty Doo, you might remember, hanging around the last few weeks. Got my suspicions about who that really was. So was that, was that you doing Hawk? I suspect that was you. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in the car driving to fishing spots by myself. <laughs> you love voices. Uh, well, the radio, you go out of radio range and you've got to do something to keep yourself entertained, so why not imitate a few politicians? We never should have given you access to the app. Actually, Tim, it's not the first time I've actually done the course um, on Hey Hey It's Saturday Red Faces when I was about 16. You did? Mm. You did Hawk mm. on Red Faces? Mm. Went Andy on, Wharton? Yeah, went on with a, um, a friend, a girlfriend, and she played Yarn Event and she interviewed <laughs> me as Bob. It was around the time that Hawk um, cried over something. So we did this big sort of crying interview and we did really well, mate. We, uh, we came third on the night, which was good, uh, out of three. <laughs> Beaten by, um, look, we were beaten by someone that deserved to win. This big, uh, big, huge fat guy that had this gorilla suit on and he'd cut out the bit where his guts, so that his real guts were hanging out. Really clever stuff. I mean, you can't compete with that. <laughs> and another guy who was dressed in a turban uh, who was juggling bananas. So, I mean, it was, <laughs> it, it was, a, it was a, a quality show. I mean, we could have been up against... <laughs> something a lot less uh, professional but you look, Tim all, all in all we were we were happy with third that's a good re- good result <laughs> that, that's respectable enough yeah and hawk has delivered not on the only on the promise that every child will catch a legal barra before the end of runoff 18 but that every kid will catch a bloody metery hi i'm river from Humpty Doo. i caught a a metre 14 barrel Monday at the daily. That's got to be your PB, right? Yep, I hooked it by myself. I reckon that fish would be bigger than you. Yep. I was really lucky because Dad was about to fall in. He put the net in really far to get it. What lure were you using? Lubber. Is that your favourite lure now? Yes. It was a proud moment to start with. He was casting, yeah, just casting rubbers. I turned around and seen this thing come out of the water. There was no, no panic or anything like that. It just went straight out in the middle. I was there, like, I'm just coaching through it. I grabbed the rod off in one, uh, just at one stage there, because I was going to go under the boat, but apart from that, he did it all himself. Was it a long fight, River? Mm, not really. Love taking kids out fishing. River will just cast all day and cry all the way home because he wants to stay there. He's done a very good job. He just kept saying, oh, I just really want to catch a metery. I really want to catch him. Mate, don't we all? <laughs> There's the biggest battle on the boat this year. So he's beaten all the clients. He's done well. In whole life, I've caught a bigger battle than her. Well, she can keep trying, can't you, Mum? Well, I certainly can. I'm sitting at 108. I've got a bit more to go now to keep up with him. Congratulations on a great fish. Thank you. What's the river looking like? I think all the rivers this weekend will be good. Um, uh, coming off the Neeps, probably Shady Camp would be the, probably the pick of them. Everything's just about ready to fire, especially daily, yeah. It's, it's green enough now to troll. This next spring tide should be really good. 
the mullet hasn't, they haven't really left. Yeah, big schools of mullet coming up, uh, coming up and down the river. It's been good all year. And the floodplains? The daily definitely needs a, another backup rain. It's dropped. I'm not too sure what the height is now, but it's dropped right down. But all your last fish will be coming out of your gutters and all the stumps are just starting to uh, poke their heads up. So, yeah, Especially the stumps in the middle of the river, you just don't know what, what's there after a wet, you know. So. As long as you remember the old ones and just cr- cross your fingers, you don't hit the new ones. True that. No one wants any boat damage. Thanks very much, everyone. And uh, look forward to chatting to you when you get some more fish. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks very much. River, Carl and Renee from Darwin Barrow and Crab. Job well done, young River. Seven years old. That barra is bigger than the kid and probably double the weight. And it's a tense time for a parent if you just put yourself there with a, a kid of a similar age and think about how would you react if your kid were holding that rod when the bucket mouth of a genuine horse comes out of the water. I think he might have the meter. Go Rick, come on. Your fish. Warning. Flat out. Be warning. Warning. Push on. Oh, oh boy, boy, boy. wow. <laughs> yeah. Keep warning, keep warning. You can just feel the tension. Keep winding, keep winding. Keep winding. Yeah, this Rod is, tip bent. Pressure on. Keep winding. Wind, 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 wind. It's like a, elite sport. Like this is the top end of decision making under critical pressure. It's okay, mate. It's okay, mate. Poor little river had a had a bit of a panic, I think, as it went under the boat. Mm-hmm. Nearly nearly snapped the rod. This is intense. Hmm. Do they land it? <laughs> you beauty. Oh, that's just this, beautiful. Isn't that gold? You, yeah. you, you, oh, you can't buy that. No. That's the joy that we all hunt. Great job, Dad. Great job. Great job, Mum. Teamwork. Great job, son. Tales from the Tinny. 92. As the sun begins to set on what can only be described as a monumental day. Oh, you... Oh, yep, got him. Yep, I'm on. No, I'm cool. Oh, he's bad it. Please don't let 92 be like 76. Yeah. 76 hurt. 93. Oh, good hit. Good cast. That was a hit. That was a hookup. Oh, no, I lost it. Oh, no, it's back. Normally barrows only go for it once and go, no, it's a lure, stuff it. I know, these guys just hit and just keep Kept hitting. following. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. Silver. 94. 94. I think the longest we've gone without landing a fish today might be an up hour. to an hour. Yeah. Oh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he spat it. I'm even enjoying losing fish today. Oh, yeah, oh, yep, 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 yep. Oh, oh he's better. Yeah, he's better. Oh, he's a oh yeah. Fish. Oh, spat it. Shit. Far out. Oh, 
Josh and uh, Packy Andy, Josh Godson, Packy Andy, if you've just tuned into this special early Easter edition of the Tinny, they are attempting to make a ton, a ton of barra, and getting bloody close. Tales from the Tinny, get a mullet up you. Is that something like that? <laughs> just uh, trying this recording app out, see how we uh, get on. It's a bit of a mission to figure it out. Oh well, it looks like it's working. Daly was sitting at 2.9 above the crossing, so it should have been primo. The first day was a bit of a tough one. We only raised a couple of fish and made our way down to catfish and a couple of rock bars down there that normally produce the fish, but we got a couple, a couple of 70s and it was select times they'd feed, late afternoon actually, just after the low. On the second day there, the boys did real good. We shot down to clear and we found a good patch of fish down at the top there on the floodplain. And that clear water we could sight cast to the bar and at one stage there was four or five fish and one of them was an 80 and a 70 and a 60 or two stacked up all the side there. The 80 had about half his back hanging out, waving his yellow fin at me and so I quickly ran back to the boat and got the fly rod managed to pin 12, 12 fish in a row and a few of the boys wanted to throw me in because they were throwing as many drop bears and big rubbers at them and scaring the shit out of the barrel left, right and centre but end up retiring the fly rod after I lost me only five that I had swam off with a nice 60 centimetre barrel down the creek grab a couple of little plastics and things that would look alright in the dry season in the billabong I stacked up a few more, got 40 for the day and my co-pilot, Mark Goodall, he uh, he rustled up a 20 bar. The biggest we got was uh, 78 up there, but beautiful fish in that tight, fast water. And Shot back up towards Catfish, and the boys have been trolling up there, and we are all gloating with our chests out, hoping to get some bragging rights and pull up beside the boat, and we were quickly informed that one of them got a metre six, the other one got a metre four, and a 90 and an 80 and an 88 and a 76, and... We'd missed the window there by about 20 minutes and they'd just gone quiet, so <sighs> that's how you get it. You either get a shitload of them or you get a one big one. Day three was pretty much the same except we had all the boats in tow and the top of clear and 40 fish day and 12 out on the fly rod to which I almost got thrown in. Fly rod broken because they didn't like it. <laughs> all up end up with 70 fish for the, for the four days and the crew overall, I think we end up with, oh, I'd guess, somewhere between 200 and 250 or 300 fish for those four days. But the crew stayed on. I had to come back to go to work, unfortunately. All right, oh, Tinny Mob, I'll talk to you a bit later on. Out. Ronnie Vukulis fishing an outdoor world. Cracking Easter coming up. All the planets have aligned here, haven't they, Ronnie? No, I think so. We, um, I guess we dodged a bit. We thought we might might have been inundated with the original track of that second cyclone but um no it looks like it's all at that it's at that point now where i think the hardest part's going to be to decide where do we go you know i think majority of guys are most people have been hitting shady camp and there's a few lads that it's been okay but now we're sort of stuck in that conundrum that they've got to go back because it you know it's they all say it's primed and ready to fire so that's been the place but now i'm hearing that 
the daily starting to drop and the water level you know starting to clear up so fish starting to get on the rock bars as well this is what you're here for ronnie to help us decide so let's take us through the big rivers let's let's go in alphabetical order start with the adelaide adelaide is always a bit of a head case and not hearing much there are uh, there's a few fellas that yeah, I dialed into it and, and just been doing a couple of little sneaky arvo sessions. Some lads that did well at uh, Beatrice uh, last set of big tides at night. Uh, there's quite a few fish buffing, plenty of mullet coming coming up the river, so they got some good fish on fizzes and the, the like there. Um, haven't heard a lot downstream. I'm waiting for uh, regular guys that fish sort of Black Jungle um, and Malacca and those creeks further downstream. I haven't I haven't heard much there, but. I think there's obviously the focus been taken off the old Adelaide, so guys that would be might be going all right. There's not, you know, they don't have to don't have to give too much away because everyone's been, you know, focused on on that shady camp, that Mirror River coastline, really. B for Billabong, which includes C for Corroboree and Coinda. Well, chat to the guys at Coinda the other day, and still still too high, and that makes sense by how high the the south is. I'm hearing that you still. Um, struggle to they were getting some of the bigger boats were struggling to get under the bridge on the high tide so if there's a lot of water up top meaning that um, yeah the old yellow water is still a bit high but they're looking forward the guys at Coonda are looking forward to a good season next it hasn't had a real good scour out for a while mm. corroboree you haven't heard have you always heard are we not a thing not <laughs> who can cares we, can we get in there who cares yet? can we get in there yet too early to be in corroboree there's still too much water coming down rivers so let's do tidal rivers and do them billabongs when that when that water all drops uh, d is for daily only one D, isn't there? Um, yeah, it, I, you just get the feeling that it's it's about to happen. Um, Bill Laurie hasn't said it's all happening yet, but um, there's been fish getting caught. But, yeah, just uh, chatting to one of the, the local guides, Hully, who was just in, and he said he's been having a good time down there. There's fish on the rock bars already, so um, some big green shallow-running minnows. We'll, we know which ones they'll, they'll be. I think there's only two that seem to get used. But um, trolling, dragging those around, so the fish are... Fish are there, and these yeah, these big tides. There'll be plenty of bait coming up the river. Just bumped into Dwayne, who we hear from a bit on the tinny. He was down there just yesterday. Said it was a bit of a struggle. He didn't think it was quite ready. Although saw a couple of other meteries caught at Clear, both at Clear 102 and 104. Don't forget D is also for Dundee. And and do we jump from D into F? Does D lead into F because Dundee means a finis and uh, and Fog Bay? Do give us the whole mother load, well, Dwayne. Well, I haven't heard much from Fog Bay. I did I. The, the word was that the, the, the little finnis had fished quite well out the front of it. Um, my mail come from two weeks ago, and that was vibes um, out the front, a fair way out, so a couple of clicks out and, and in, the, in the channel. Um, no trolling vibes? No, no, finding these young blokes who are all tech-savvy and... Side-scanning and then casting at them. Apparently that's the way to fish on. Yeah. For, those, for those of us that aren't Bill Gates, it's a real hard one to get my head around. But yeah, just drive around, oh, there they are. Let's plonk a vibe in. Oh, let's get in a, let's get 20 fish all over 80. So that was a pretty good session for them. Um, that Dundee coast had so much rain, you just have to think there's still a fair bit of water coming out and whether it, that bait's still doing its thing up on the floodplain so that'll be another watch this space i think it's just all as you said at the start of it we were just primed and ready for a, a real good easter i think that's what it's that's what it's boiling down to really e is for east one of the sleepers always hard to get reasonable intel out of there one of the fishing guides who i better not name because he's uh, he's pretty secretive he's had a he's had a good run he was doing the mothership thing down there and i think we were double figures on meteries and plenty of plenty of good fish but yeah he 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 said that was fishing that was fishing pretty well so I like the east, but it hasn't had a good flush for a couple of years. So I'd, I reckon once we can can get in, it should be should be game on there. 
What, what about uh, S for Shoal Bay? I know it's not a big river, but it's it's we haven't heard much because of the limelight taken by the big rivers. It is reasonable that we completely skip H for Harbour and B for Bino because Easter isn't about harbours, is it, Andy? No, no, it's about big rivers. All right, let's go to... What are we going to? Having said that, let's go to Shoal Bay. We're gonna <laughs> go, let's go to Shoal Bay. <laughs> no, we're going to go to Shoal Bay because we get, it's big Barramundis there and... Um, there was uh, there was some really good reports from some fellows fishing right up the topper topper spot six throwing um, the the big sort of yeah, that wedgy wedge type plastics you know and fishing with um, with sort of weedless and fishing right in amongst the timber and heard a rumour there was some scats coming out last last set of big tides and all that so there was there was a couple of really good I heard of a fish of a one thirteen I heard of a couple of reports of you know ten and twenty fish and some you know some solid eighties and nineties amongst them just get in there fish that fish that push in that top of the tide then you just got to get out but hopefully you can be rewarded with some some uh, some really good fishing and you haven't traveled too far from home s is also for south which i think we've covered pretty thoroughly throughout the tinny off the back of the kakadu clash that's pretty much an easter wrap isn't it ronnie have we missed anywhere no i think when we talk barra i think that's it although you know for those we we skip the harbor and you know with and bono harbor but because it is all about the runoff and whatever but for those that may be fortunate enough to have a few days off after Easter, but want to go fishing during Easter, then the harbour's always a good a good fallback. Going, you know, check the big tides. Go and go and fish some gutters and drains and catch a few fish there, and then go and get that. It might usually be a little bit quieter around that east arvo of Easter Monday. Maybe go for a night sesh. I reckon that'll be the, the go. You know, go and do an overnighter Monday night. Everyone's sort of trudging back back home. Get out and really hit the rivers after that. But yeah, go to go to Bino, go to Darwin Harbour for a for a look during the, the middle of Easter. Runoff and Easter often does correlate, particularly to really good snapper and dewfish fishing as well. So, blue water is a great option. It will. It just depends what that depends what that weather's going to be doing. But this, it's always that aggregation time when the dewies seem to turn up and the, the the snapper seem to be everywhere. Interesting. I'm hearing that there's still selfish action mm. happening out there. So, again, the big tides. But uh, young Wade uh, Kelly, who's one of our regulars, he's he he likes those bigger tides. Just got to push a bit wider. But he's actually going to. Yeah, going to mix it up and go billfish fishing. So plenty of options. It just hopefully the weather guides smile on us and the weather gods, sorry, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, have some reasonable weather. Well, there's a lot of a lot of what ifs and and the like, but um, yeah, you just mate, it's Easter. I think if if there's one weekend a year where someone gets out, it's at Easter time. So they'll yeah, there's going to be there's going to be plenty of people on the water. But the good thing with this year, unlike others, is that everywhere's a chance. From the Vic all the way to the East Alligator, they'll all have water. Um, unlike other years where you know maybe the eastern part of the territory didn't get didn't get rain, so everyone's focused on the west coast or whatever. So, yeah, it should be able to spread out, and hopefully everyone can find some Easter fish. That is one of the keys with rain right across the top end. It allows everyone to spread out, which is making for a really special Easter. Hopefully, hope you have a ripper, and congratulations on the new bubs too, Ronnie. Yeah, I'll say that with bleary eyes. We're two yeah. weeks in, so uh, so no Easter fishing for me. A little bit of work and a little bit of uh, nappy changing, but a little uh, bit of poo work. Not bad at it for a six-year six year gap, but, but uh, no, nah, good luck, everyone, and, and get out for a fish this weekend. <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. Thanks, Cheers. Tales from the Tinny. This is like the opposite to what we call FOMOD, or fear of missing out on barra. This is the opposite to that. This is like the joy of catching, catching copious amounts of barra. Cured. I'm cured now. Double hookup here? Double hookup. That's 96. 96. And you got 97 coming in. I can smell victory, Josh. I can smell it. What are we on? 98. 98. 
Let's regroup, let's refocus, let's bring this baby home. 99. 99. Oi, that geezer couldn't miss you. Uh, we are close, we are close. Now what we're going to do is I'm going to wait for you to de-hook that so we've got a, an equal chance of both catching the 100th barrel. Oh, got him! Shit! Shit, get the net, get the net! Okay. Yes, we did it! And it's a big one! Yes! That's 100! Yes! Australia, what a partnership! And the, you finished it off on a legal fish. Yes! This is what dreams are made of. Yes! 58. Well done, lad. Well done. If if I wasn't so tired, we'll be staying here all night. <laughs> Unbelievable, bro. What a good lad. He really was just a pleasure to fish with. Uh, you did it, man. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred barra. I, I got home after the drive back and a uh, couple of beers and fell asleep on the couch. It was a long day. Yeah. But how good, how good was that? Yeah. How many legal, though? Uh, we ended up taking two. Yeah. We caught two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares though, man? I mean, has that has that cured you, or do you still need to get into some seventies, eighties, nineties, and meteries for the runoff? Yeah, you're going to do that with a couple of mates early April, oh. so we'll be fine. I've got the prescription for cure of FOMOB. Yep. That'll take me up till that trip around the 9th of April. Okay, so you're done for now. Done for now. Yeah, it's good. Well done. Thank you so much to Josh for taking him out, showing him the spot, making him stay there. You know, patting him on the back. You can do it, Andy. We're going to be dealing with a much more pleasant bloke over the next few weeks on the tinny fishos now that you've at least temporarily cured. Thanks very much to Warren, as always, Shane Compain, to Nigel Brown, Dak Craig and Cat Pickett, Bolshe, Tim Bolsh, Sean Cartwright. Thanks to you, Tamara and Bill Hood. And Renee Borg, River and Ringy Skyring. Big fish for Little River. To Amy and Will Simpson, Jared Salas. Alex Johnson, Ronnie Vukalos, as always, Ronnie. Thanks for the comprehensive rap. To Jane and Mark. And to Dwayne Devaney as well. Finally worked out the app, fella. Have a terrific Easter. Get a chocolate mullet up here.